Shout out to everybody who's been watching. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting. Shout out to all the people that has been supporting the movement. We are fresh back from our missionary trip to our homecoming trip to our return back trip to Haiti. So clap it up for that. One time, one time, one time, one time, one time. So shout out, man, to everybody that supported, everybody that helped. And supported the entire movement, everything that we've been doing, everything that we have done, and everything that we continue to do. Shout out to all the people um, that showed up to the banquet, to the gala, the art gallery gala. Shout out to everybody that donated towards that um, whole entire campaign, that fundraising campaign that we did. As you've seen on social media, a total of 10 days spent in Haiti touching the people, walking amongst the people, and, you know, getting a feel of my homeland, you know, my motherland, and my father's land, my home country, and meeting different people within my family, and people that I've never, you know, family members that I haven't initially met for the first time, you know, having to meet them for the first time, seeing how they are, seeing how the relationship between them and I is developing and was able to develop during that time we were together, you know, just studying the culture and studying the people and seeing the different social norms, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they behave, and you compare and contrast it, compare and contrast it to which people told you, you know, growing up, people would always tell you, oh, Haiti is dangerous, people live a certain way, people do certain things, and they behave a certain type of way. And so when you finally get there, you start to act and you start to see things for yourself. Um, here's a funny one, you know. Um, they said that Haitians eat cats. Okay. Not all Haitians eat cats, you know. Just like not all Haitians eat lobster. Not all Haitians eat pork. Not all Haitians eat fish. Not all Haitians eat meat. But there are some Haitians that do eat cats. But not all Haitians eat cat. But some, they consider cat to be a delicacy. And some, they they know how to cook cat in a very good way. According to others. I personally, I've never ate cat before. And there's certain people, like, if they consider themselves to be, you know, the Adventists. They don't eat cat. You know, certain Christians and Muslims, they wouldn't consider that 
to be, you know, you, you know, the Jews wouldn't consider it to be kosher. The Muslims wouldn't consider it to be halal. You know, they wouldn't consider it to be a, a meat that you consume. So in that sense. Um, but I even found out that they, some people eat horse and they call it shamu or shamo. Um, and it's also a delicacy. They, they sell it in small little bits. And the people eat it, you know, and during celebration, it's a celebration type food. And I went there during the Fete Oka, um, um, the the festival of the north um, for Cape Haitian. So during that time, it was a lot of jazz bands, a lot of jazz festivals going on, a lot of different personalities and people that, you know, just came across people that I was able to meet and. I see how they try to emulate our culture out here from the way they dress. Like even in the hot sun, you saw people with like snorkels and you even seen people with Timberland boots. Yo, what's up, man? I see you. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? Yandel, I see you. So shout out to all the people watching. Shout out to all the people tuned in. So yeah, man, they had people wearing snorkel, snorkel jackets with the fur around the brim. I even seen one guy with the big red boots out there in Haiti. You know, I seen him with Dior. I seen him with the Cuban chokers and everything. I'm like, yo, look at these guys, man. They emulating the culture, you know, they copying it. And to see how far the hip hop culture, like hearing um, Haitian drill music, hearing like the Haitians making love songs and speaking different songs and having the different modes and feelings that they had during that time, like it. I don't know, man, just to be amongst it during that time, I feel like it was a special thing. And I just want to thank God for the opportunity to go back to, to my homeland. Even though it took me 33 years to go back there, you know, it's better late than never. Because, you know, I was able to see it. I was able to spend um, my 35th birthday at Isiladel and Palisa Susi. said, hey, you have, man, the comment went by too fast. I wasn't even able to read it. But yeah, man, um, but facts, I was able to spend my birthday at the palace, and I feel like that was a blessing in itself, too. And the fact that, hold on, I'm going to pull you up right now. Let me see if I could do that real quick. Uh, let me see. Oops, Facebook just happened to be open. Okay, okay, okay. Let me see. Okay, hey, you you have a great time in Haiti. I could tell by the photos you took. Facts, facts, facts. And uh, I had a great time. And one of the things, you know, shout out to the iPhone, man. The iPhone makes such a big difference. I ain't gonna lie. Because when you hear it, most people back home, they got Android. So when they send you the videos and the pictures, it looks mad grainy. But when you're able to take it in 4K on the iPhone, it shows you a different perspective. You get a, a, a different look. And you got a better understanding of what's going on. And even of the entire diaspora in, in itself. Because I could say that I wasn't really interested in what was going on based on what people were showing me. To my homeland. Even though it took me 33 years to go back there. You know, it's better late than ever. Because, you know, on, I was able to see it. I was able. Yeah, my loud mouth, man. Yeah, man. Um, My fault about that. But it was, ah, give me a second. I did it in a way where I could see the comments. All right, perfect. So boom, that's how you know we love. But yeah, 
I was able to show the different parts of Haiti and I was able to be outside. Of course, we had protection. Of course, we had people with us. We had them things on us. You know, it was what it was, you know, because of the culture there. For those that don't know, Haiti is not like here. You see how we live in New York is almost like what they call a police state where you can dial 911. The police is supposed to come in a certain amount of minutes, you know, depending on where you live and where you at. Um, but it's not like that in Haiti, man. The only police that you really see is like the army type police squad type people. And they're at like central places. They're like at the main squares. But if you live like within a village or within a town, or you live like in a secluded area like the mountains or something, it's like village law. It's almost like one of the things they were saying is, okay, there's no traffic signs, there's no stop signs, there's no speed limits. So it's all meant for itself when you're driving in the streets, right? And so, but also they have this, they, they have this saying that if you hit somebody, you better run into the police station because then you get a fair trial. Because if the streets catch you, they're going to burn you. They're going to burn you alive if you hit someone with your car. And when I first heard it, I thought it was a joke. But every time I would tell somebody that, they were like, yeah, it's true. It's true. You better run. You better run and go hide inside the police station or something. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I guess it's true. So I just had a chauffeur the whole entire time. I had someone drive me because I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I got to make it back home. <laughs> So, you know, that's one of the culture norms and shocks that you get to see and the stuff that you get to deal with. So, like, just being amongst the people, getting able to touch them, seeing how they live, and seeing how, like, they're able to govern themselves but at the same time, the issues that they have from governing themselves and having a lack of knowledge in government. So we see how life is when government has a lot of control, and we see how life is when government has zero to no control. Because in a place like Haiti, you could bust your gun three, four times and no police would ever come. Here you bust your gun, the police know exactly where the, the gun went off at. So it's a very different situation, you know? So I was just able to share that with the people. I was able to be able to move amongst the people, move outside, be outside daytime and nighttime and go anywhere and still be good. And be able to share that with you guys so you could know that, you know, don't believe the hype. Because at the same time... It was church people that was making me scared of going back home. It was Haitian people that was making me scared of going back home. But I realized people would tell you about a place that they never been and tell you what's going on when they have no idea how that place even looks. And so when you're there yourself, you really get to understand what's really going on. And plus the people feel your energy, man. You know, when, when you come in love, the people know you come in love. But at the same time, you got to move stealth just like everywhere else. I was telling my cousin from Haiti that I'm from Brooklyn and imagine being in Haiti, you only got to go up against the Haitians, other Haitians like you. But imagine being in Brooklyn where it's like you got the Haitians, you got the Jamaicans, you got the Bayesians, you got the Trinidadians, you got the Grenadians, you got the Chinese, you got the whites, and you got the Jews, the Irish, the Muslims, all of them fighting over who's running this small bit of town and everybody's trying to claim respect, you know? and Everyone is claiming to be more savage than the other one. And everyone got their own culture norms and everybody got their own backgrounds, religions, and beliefs. So what could be something that could be regular for you might not be regular for them. So say, for example, this is your cultural belief as a Haitian. You might encounter, you might encounter with a Jamaican that has different cultural beliefs. And now you guys are beefing over that. 
versus to if you was beefing with a Haitian, it'll be over something else that you guys share but just have a disagreement upon. So it's all different. Everybody thinks differently. So that was one of the things I was able to see. Another thing I was able to see is the biggest difference between how my mother's family is and my father's family is, I could say growing up, majority of the time, I grew up with my mother's side of family. A lot of my father's side of family either live in Florida or they stayed back in Haiti. And so growing up, most of my cousins, my aunt, um, a lot of the people around me, they were from my mother's side of the family. And, you know, I would say the majority of them were seven-day Adventists. They went to church. You know, they did the regular, you know, lived humble lives. Um, my father's side, they were more so like, I would say Catholic. But they also practiced like the religion of the home country. And being in Haiti, I saw that like... The people are not shy to speak about voodoo, voodoo, or praying to the saints or the spirits. And the way they describe it, they describe it in a mystical form to the point where they call it mystique, the mystic, you know, or the mysterious. And so you also get to see that. And, you know, you even get to see some supernatural things. You know, if you look closely enough, you get to see them yourself. And you get to witness it. And it makes the island, you could say, a little bit magical in a sense. Because you feel the presence. You could feel that it's different. It's, it's, it's different from all the places that I visit, I can say. I've been to Belize. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been to St. Lucia. Been a couple places. I'm, I don't know if I'm missing anything. You know, and... I could say that none of them was like Haiti. Haiti was different from all of them. The way that people live, the culture, even like simple things. Like, you know, I didn't see no car seats, not one car seat. To a point where I saw a lady on the back of a motorcycle with two kids, like one kid on each lap, riding on the back of a motorcycle. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I see kids riding on top of a van. Like the part that you're supposed to tie luggage to on top of the van. I see them with their legs in between that. And it's like 10 kids on top of the van. And it's like 20 kids inside the van. And they're going down a hill full speed. I'm like, yo, it's crazy. It's different, like, you know? So that's how they live and that's how they get in it. And got to respect it because, you know, it's making it work for them. Even the culture between... Men and women, you know, like even eye contact. Like I was telling one of my cousins, like back home, man, if somebody look at you the wrong way, it's beef. He's like, yo, yeah, like people will just look at you and everything that they think and they, they just going to look at you for that whole time thinking it. And some, if they curse, they might curse when you far down the road or some might not say nothing. They just might look at you the whole time. He's like, at the same time, you look different from everybody else, you know, like you're bigger, you dress different, like you work out. So your physique is different, like you got tattoos, or something. you look different from what they're used to seeing every day. And then he said, like, you're swag, like they could just look at you and tell you not from around here, like you're different. And you know, some people are scared, some people are intrigued, some people are wondering what's going on. And so I started making a game out of it, like people would come by and they would look at me and I would just look at them. And I was like, oh. and they look at me like, 
And then, like, kids will walk by. I make them faces. Like, ah, like, ah. And then, like, sometimes, like, you know, I just started making a game out of it. Different things. Like, another thing, like, they don't like to say excuse me. They don't like to, you know, they like to squeeze into tight places and push and stuff like that. Like, a lot of uh, handsy. They're very handsy. And so, at first, I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, but then after a while, like, the Brooklyn came out of me. And then people would try to squeeze past me or push me. And I will just... I'll use my force, and they'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't see you. And then I realized, like, a lot of them, like, their bark was bigger than their bite, even though you got to move attack when you're there. So that's one thing that I realized. Like, not everybody that spoke loudly wanted to get aggressive. And so you just have to assert yourself sometimes. Like very animalistic if you may say like you know the women some are hypersexual like they use their sexuality obviously as a means to bring in money because the currency exchange rate is very almost like one dollar american is like a hundred and some change patient so it's like you know when the jaspola or or jaspola whatever word that they say basically when when the tourists come to Haiti their their dollars are able to go further and so they get more resources meaning that even men will 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 provide them with women in order to get a cut of what's going on and the women are willing to give themselves for money in hopes of a better future if that makes sense so that's the culture that they sell to each other like everyone's telling a lie to get the next dollar like you know and it's that bustle because they're all they're all in survival mode, like, you know, and that's the part that you get to see about a lot of it. A lot of them are in survival mode. And some of them are just like in cruise control, like they just sit there waiting for that cam money to hit, that money exchange, you know? <laughs> some use Cash App now, you know, and Zelle, you know? They, they'll, they'll Zell the money to someone in America, the person in America will send it down to Haiti, like, I don't know how they do it, but they get it done, you know, so different avenues that they trying to move, different things that they trying to do. One of the biggest problems I saw was the sanitation problem, you know, they didn't really have sewers. They had these little drains that ran through the villages, like outside of every house, but it's, it, it then becomes like a sewage drain almost. Like you see how in America, our sewage is underground and then it's covered. Theirs is like completely exposed. So on a hot day, when the sun hits it, it turns black and it starts to boil up. After a while, you you get used to the smell, but after a while, like, when you go to the bathroom, you smell it. Like, so it's, it goes inside of you and it stays there until you let it out. Like, it gets crazy. So, like, that's a big problem. And then trash, like, they don't really got dumps and trash control is slow. So, more, so majority of the time, especially if you live in a small little block, like you burning your trash every, every every morning and every night, like that's what they doing straight burning trash. So again, you you smelling that all day, you smelling the trash getting burnt all day, and then on top of that, now every now and then they have these big tractor trailers. These big trailers they come and they push all the garbage in one pile, and then like a big dumpster will come, and they will drop it in the dumpster, and then they'll bring it by the water and just dump it in there. And sometimes they'll go in the water and then they'll just go into the ravine. So that's one of the biggest problems. Like, 
So I was thinking about finding investors and maybe coming up with, like, enough funds to buy land to start a recycling plant because there's a lot of bottles. So, you know, we can make a little profit there but still clean up the country and help people a lot with that. So, you know, we already got the nonprofit set up, so anybody interested in that, hit me up, you know. Maybe we can get that rolling, buy a nice piece of land, build up a little recycling spot, get them bottles moving. But yeah, um, overall, I think the country is beautiful, especially when you go away from the city and you go into the countryside, into the mountains. There's a lot of untapped land. Like, since the population is so small, there's a lot of land that people don't live on, especially around the mountain areas. And so when you do reach a city, it's mad, I guess mad compact like a lot of people in one little area one little central but i guess that's what they call a city that's what a city is but when you go out to the outskirts when people spread out like milo and places like that it's more cleaner because there's less people and then it's more spread out and so those places are still like you know natural still beautiful and they still look good places like that you know um i didn't hit port-au-prince i'm not going to sit here in front act like i did hit port-au-prince i did it but people that came by and people that left by, they they came from Port-au-Prince and they were going to Port-au-Prince. So the whole entire time I was there, people were coming in, going. People that even lodged by us, they were going to Port-au-Prince and it was people lodging by us that came from Port-au-Prince that came that went back to Port-au-Prince. So it's not a situation where people's not coming in and out of there every day because people are. And it's not a situation where people are scared to death of their life not to go to Port-au-Prince because people are going to Port-au-Prince. But yeah, man, one thing I noticed is that a lot of people be capping. They just be lying and talking about things that they don't know. Um, and I tested a lot here with Brownsville, Brooklyn. Shout out to Brownsville. You know, I did free markets where we gave out free clothes in Brownsville, Brooklyn and, and parks that people that lived in Brownsville couldn't even play in. You know, we was in there for the whole day. Um, again, we did a, a back-to-school drive in Brownsville. We gave back clothes um, in Brownsville. We gave food in Brownsville. Then we went to the South Bronx, gave out, fed 200 people in the South Bronx. We went to Harlem, 125th and Lexington, you know, where the Dauphines are. Fed another 150 people there in the middle of the pandemic. Three years ago from now, we did that. Three years ago, in the height of the global pandemic. Then three years later, we went to Haiti in the middle of political unrest. You know, I had a, I had a young lady come in my office today and she was like, yo, isn't Haiti the country where they killed the president? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and you went there? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and you was there for how long? And she's like, and you came back safe? I was like, oh, no, who you know out there? And I was like, yeah, that's what everybody keeps asking me. Who I know out there. I know God out there, and God is everywhere, you know. But, you know, I walk alone in my presence. You know, my presence is a present that God gave me. So I move different from a lot of people. And I do it in HD, so, you know, I'm not capping like a lot of other people. So, yeah, man, it was a great experience. Great time. Got to meet family, you know, got to understand more about myself and the side of me that I didn't 
fully understand, fully know, but then, you know, I heard the stories and I listened to the elders and the ancestors taught. And, you know, we was able to receive that blessing and we continue to continue to bless other people. Just like we was here on this land, we received blessings, brought those blessings back to the motherland. And so the motherland repaid us with another blessing to return back to this land so that we may return back with even more blessings to the motherland. And that's the prayer that was presented onto me. And I'm giving it back on to you. And I hope that it multiplies amongst you. And I hope it multiplies amongst us. And that we continue to do the work fully and without any halt. Regardless of who's supporting us and who's not. You know, because a lot of times people will cry about support. You know, and I get caught up in that same thing. Complaining about who's supporting and who's not supporting and from what I see is some people they person they purposely don't support man And I'll put my foot up for this one, you know Some people they say oh, yeah, I support I support I support and I say how do you support? And one of my homeboys which is not even my homeboy no more because you know Okay, I'm gonna tell you this he said people support dude through their hopes, their dreams, their prayers, you know, they they sending you positive thoughts and energy. And I said, Oh really? He said, Yeah, man, that's how you're supporting. I said, Oh wow. And he said, Yeah, man, sometimes all you need is positive energy for support. And then one day this guy's like, Yo man, these bills is killing me, man. I gotta pay these bills. I gotta handle this thing, man. I need I need support, man. I need support. And I said, Yo, man, what about positive energy and prayers? He said, my brother, positive energy and prayer is good. But right now, I need that paper. <laughs> and I learned a lot from him, man. And I also learned that he was around us because he thought he was getting to that paper. And he wanted to get to that paper. And after a while, he was like, man, I'm bringing all this positive energy. Why y'all haven't brought me to this paper? And I said, what paper, man? What are you talking about? Say man, this paper man, stop lying, man. You 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 guys get into that paper, and his his true attention shows. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you know, like these people, these people I know personally, they make fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty. Some even make a hundred thousand a year. And when it's time for them to donate, <laughs> you'd be lucky if you get five dollars out of them or ten dollars out of them, man. Cause some of them. Uh, as a slap in the face, they'll even donate a dollar. And they'll be like, yeah, I donated. And they'll give you a dollar. Like, they'll literally give you a dollar. And they're making 100000 a year. But I bet you they'll give a donation to a bigger charity just to show that they're doing something or because of whatever aligns to it. But they're like, I'm going to see if you're really going to do it. You know, we did the gala. And I don't know if some people thought it was going to be a trash gala or what they thought, but that gala was fire. Better, better than any gala that I've been to in a while. Facts. And some people probably thought we was capping. We wasn't really going to go to Haiti during the global pandemic, during everything that was going on, during, you know, this political unrest, people dying and all this other stuff going on. And we still went to Haiti. People probably thought he was going to go to Haiti, he was going to hide, he was going to go in secret. No one was going to know. Were we going to stay in the house all day? Nope. It wasn't a secret. We was going. We was outside. 
Then people wanted to really see if he was going to feed the people, if he was going to touch the people, if he was going to really do what we said we was going to do. And we did. We fed the people. We gave the people money for 20 minutes straight. And, you know, just to see the reaction of how many people were surprised, how many people was touched, how many people, you know, was amazed at what we was doing. To be honest, I didn't even know how I was going to do it. To be honest, I didn't even know what I was going to do or what was going to go on. To keep it 100 with you, shout to Meepo, making the impossible possible. Yeah, I'm comfortable sitting like that. Yeah, I like sitting like this, man. You already know. <laughs> but yeah, um, Meepo, making the impossible possible. Um, they awarded me the Hall of Fame um, community leader award. It was it was a long title, um, but yeah, I got the award and it was a dope award. My face was inside of it and everything. I was like, whoa, this not gonna make my head big at all. <laughs> but during my acceptance speech, I was saying that after seeing all the work that Meepo has done in Haiti and how they've helped the, the home country and me. 33 years, still never going back, you know, I felt ashamed, and I felt compelled, and God spoke to me, and, and out of my mouth, I was just like, yeah, and I'm going back to hating myself and helping the people, and since I sat in a room full of people, I couldn't co go back on my word, I was just like, all right, and then it was videotaped, and I, <laughs> I posted it myself, and so I had to hold my word, and then one night, I seen myself online buying a spirit ticket, to Haiti on a spirit flight, you know, gotta keep it Haitian. Shout out to Spirit Airlines, man. They got a flight directly into um, Cape Haitian. So I found myself booking a flight, and you know, it was around the time of my birthday. And the next thing I know, I see myself requesting time off from the office. And the next thing you know, I, f I see myself putting automatic replies on my emails. And then next thing you know, I see myself throwing a whole gala. And the next thing you know, I see all these people coming, hundreds of people coming, and then I see everything moving. And then next thing you know, I find myself on a plane, and then I, I land in Haiti safely. And then once I land there, I start walking around, and I'm like, oh, okay. I walk around during the day. I walk around during the night. I sit on the corner. I sit on I sit on a stoop for hours watching people walk by, selling food, selling cane, sugar cane, selling eggs, boiled eggs, and plantains, breakfast, lunch, anything you could think of, walking past the house, selling everything, you know, people doing different things, doing lotto, walking past, people getting dressed up just to walk up and down the block, you know, it was like watching TV almost, even though we had a flat screen TV upstairs, I just wanted to see the culture, immerse myself, be outside, you know, we outside, <laughs> you know. And so I would just sat outside, just watching the people walk by. And then, you know, I would go outside at night, watching the nightlife and watching um, the restaurants play music as the youth dance in the streets, you know, dance and challenge one another, watching how the older folks dance and interact with each other. Then watching the people in the churches, you know, they was having crusades during the time, how their church was different, how, you know, their pathfinder and everything was different from us. Watching the people outside in the streets, the animals, how the animals were more docile. Even the animals were chilling, lazy, you know. And 
I realized in the island, they don't really move too fast. Everyone is like, relax, we'll get there when we get there. Like, they don't even tell you a time. They just show up. Or like, you know, it's either they catch you or they don't catch you. If they don't catch you in the morning, like, all right, I'm going to come back around in the afternoon. They don't give you a time, but they'll show up like every day. And, you know, just watching that culture and how they move and how they act with one another, you know, it made me come back with a different feeling. Even today when I'm back in the office, you know, I'm just moving with a different presence. Even when I was in church, I came back moving with a different presence, moving with a different purpose. You know, being able to understand, you know, being able to know your grandfather and being able to know your father, then being able to, you know, being nurtured by your mother and then, you know, having a wife and then having a daughter and then even being able to go back to your native land, you know, and seeing how everything is, like being able to live full circle and really understand life and really understand what's going on. So all of that was touching within itself and all of that, you know, I feel like was one of the greatest lessons and just being able to move within that spirit, move being able to move within that light and being able to carry the energy over. I feel like that was one of the most remarkable things and I don't regret the trip at all and every time someone asks how was the trip, I was like, it was, it's been amazing. I'm like, yo, it's been, it was good. It was right, man. Actually, it was amazing, man, but... You know, a lot of you are living vicariously through these pictures just so that you can really understand. And I was just blessed and able to share that with y'all as open and as honest as I was, you know. Just seeing, being raw and being vulnerable and, you know, being within self. You know, seeing that regardless of where you at, and the, whether it be in your city, in your country, or in the world, you know, you always going to be you. And everybody's going to see that. And that's why we call it the real word, man. So shout out to all of y'all, man. Shout out to all of y'all for supporting. I'm going to leave this time a little bit for questions. I see a couple people watching live. If y'all got questions, you know, if y'all want to chime in, you could drop a little comment. I can see the comments on the side, so drop a little comment. And then I'll answer the comments if y'all want to talk. If not, then I'll be out in a little bit after this closing thought. I'm going to be off this. We close this Zoom. The Zoom people flopped on us, but it's cool. We had our Facebook people. Um, so, yeah, if you, I'll give it a little bit for some questions. If anybody have any questions, you could just write in the comments. Shout out to Yandel. He was like, hey, what up, bro? And then he was like, yo, you like, had a good time. I already answered him. But yeah, man, we had a great time. It was an amazing experience. You know, we're going to keep traveling different places. And of course, we're going to return home as well. So, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any more questions. But still, if you want a question, drop a question. But shout out to everybody that's been supporting, man. Shout out to everybody that's been donating. If you want to donate, cash app, dollar sign, the real word, Inc. That's the, that's dollar sign, like the cash sign, duh, T-H-E. Real R E A L word W O R D the real word ink I N C that's dollar sign the real word ink. Um, also, if you want to donate on PayPal, it's the real word ministries. Um, just go www.therealworldministriesinc.org. That's the real word ministries inc.org, and then you can click on donate. 
or you could go to PayPal Giving Fund and put in the Real World Ministries, or you could go to GoFundMe, um, the Real World Ministries. So those are just a couple ways to donate. If you want to donate via Zelle, the number is 347-272-0213. If you want to donate Zelle, that's 347-272-0213. So we thank you all for watching. We thank you all for your continued support. We thank you all for being here with us today. Shout out to everybody who's been watching. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting. Shout out to everyone that has been there since day one. But shout out to everybody that's getting on to us right now. Um, good night and God bless. We close out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, that doors in heaven. We thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for your continued blessings. We thank you for being there for us. Continue to help us to walk in our presence and to order our steps so that we continue being a living testimony to your glory. Um, we ask you to bless all the people that's watching, all the people that continue to support, all the people that are continuing to be here with us, Lord. We ask all this not because we're better, but because we're here humbling ourselves before you on this platform before thousands. We ask you to continue to bless us, continue to bless this that we are doing. Thanks for all this in the name of your son, Yahshua, Jesus. Amen. So shout out to y'all for watching, man. Shout out to the people that's in the chat. Shout out to people that was watching live. Shout out to the people watching on the brick. Shout out to the people watching on YouTube. Shout out to the people watching on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're watching. Thank you. Good night. God bless you. It's a real world. It's a real world.